Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patea, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information, and advice. And welcome back to part two. Joining me is Billy. Billy, hey, doing, my man? Pretty good. Pretty we good. We haven't gone very far, have we? No, nice to see you. See, if I was your ex-wife, you'd have given me seven thousand miles difference, wouldn't you? Ah, uh, and a <laughs> few thousand <laughs> quid as well. <laughs> now, in part one, if you didn't see part one, take a look. There is a link in the description below, and Billy kindly shared his life experiences. From when he was a lad, avoiding going down the mine shaft, managed to get himself over to Singapore into uh, water skiing and all those kind of things. And uh, then, of course, he's now here. And uh, if you didn't know why why Billy's here, it was because he decided it was time to wrap it up and call it a day with his relationship back home. And his wife wanted some space, and you gave her ten years and seven thousand miles worth of space and a few thousand quid. and a few thousand quid. Now you're here now. Yes. So what you've been doing? What, 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 what happened next? What was the next step of your uh, your life from a fishing guru legend as well? I did what most single blokes do when you first come out to pass out. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much so. Yeah. It's, uh, you remember some of the experiences, uh, some of them you, you think, oh my God, did I really do that? And I, I used to drink in this uh, little Susie bar. Yeah. And uh, on the second day, but I've mentioned I, I went to TQs, but yeah. I was having a drink and I lifted the bottle up and the two or three guys I'd become friends with and I went, cheers. And the guy said, uh, you're entirely no, Bill. We, we don't say cheers, we say chagwell. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But oh, anyway. dear, go on. I, well, I know what you're saying, but go on. <laughs> anyway, I thought it meant cheers. <laughs> so, for the next couple of weeks, oh, my Lord. I'm walking around bar to bar, and everyone I meet, I'm going chagwell. Which means basically, yeah, wanker. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking at it, get my head knocked off. I spent two weeks calling everybody in, in, in Thailand a wanker, but it's only at the end of the holiday that I uh, that they, they actually told me what it was. <laughs> but it's too late; you couldn't take it back. I'd made about two hundred enemies by then. <laughs> so anyway, when I came back out again, I was uh, a bit careful what I said, and. Uh, I bumped into this little girl one day, a go-go dancer, 29-year-old, looked about 15. And we got quite friendly. We, uh, she moved in with me for a few months, and uh, she was up in New Dantani, so a couple okay. of times we flew out there, went to see her family up in Jungle, lad. Yeah, yeah, Hard yeah. Gum, what a place that was. Hard Gum's back again, isn't it? <laughs> Bloody mosquitoes, bigger than budgies up there, I tell you. Everything that wants to eat you or bite you or sting you, you know. If you got one of those mosquitoes and put it on your hook, imagine the fish you could have caught with them. Was it that big? <laughs> Fisherman scale. Fisherman scale. <laughs> and uh, I got introduced to the uh, the Nissan diet, which consisted of insects, bugs, snakes, and rats. <laughs> but I never actually ate any of it, you know. Right. And uh, what I didn't know is. Uh, she told the family we were engaged. Oh, wow. And she got us, took me even a wedding ring and she was flashing it round and it was only brass and imitation gold. And he raised this meal in my honour. And I didn't know anything about it. I didn't speak a word of time, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And we had this massive great party. All the relatives, all the village were there for our engagement. And I didn't know anything about it. Fantastic. 
So she married you off before you even knew? Pretty much so. And uh, I can remember sitting there of this jungle village and they, uh, they started cooking. Got a whacking great wok there. They got all the oil poured in it. Yeah. And it's hot and flaming. Then they got this nice big container, tipped it, and it's full of bloody frogs. <coughs> well, these frogs didn't like this hot oil. Well, I bet they didn't. <laughs> so there's now 50 frogs jumped out, and they're running all around the garden. And you can imagine this side, all these little Thai guys and Thai women running around, collecting the frogs, trying to throw them back in the walk again. And then there's this funny smell. I didn't know what it was. <coughs> I think if I deep fried you, yeah. you'd have a funny smell. Well, quite possibly. <laughs> they got the barbecue going at the side. So I took a little trip over and the barbecue was full of rats. So my, wedding, my, my engagement dish was frogs, rats and various flying, crawling creatures. And they put, I was a guest of honour, they put the whole bloody line of great big plate in front of me. Mm. And they all anticipated me eating it. And I thought, no way am I going near Come this. Come on, you're from crap. up to north, lad. You know. Really? <laughs> oh, faggots and chips, baby. <laughs> Not rats and bloody frogs. Faggots and chips. Come on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they, they all got the dishes there. And yeah. uh, I was pretty lucky that the family dog was down sitting next to me. Oh, you know? so he got a good feed, did so he? So I kept dropping everything down. And <laughs> They looked at the plate and saw I'd finished it. Yeah. So they chopped it up again. No. So I had to feed the dog another plate. Oh, oh God. I bet that dog was your best friend forever, wasn't he? Yeah, he's pretty good. Must lad. have sat there and thought, flipping hell, I'll have some of this. But uh, I thought, no, this, this and that, it's definitely not for me, you know? And the poor girl, lovely little lass, beautiful little go go dancer. Yeah. Yeah. She was 29, but she was an alcoholic. Oh, okay, okay. She was only very tiny, very petite. But when she got drunk, which is most of the time, she got quite violent, you know. Mm. I do yeah. all the tales about being stabbed and everything. She yeah. stuck the head on me. In the end, I had to dump it. And um, on, the, on that day, it was Songkran. I only remember it, remember it well. I, I drowned in my sorrows. And I uh, walked along to um, Benilux Bar. Okay, near the yeah, market. Yeah, near the market in Bacal, yeah. And uh, this vision of beauty grabbed hold of me can't blame her and uh, <laughs> she had these most beautiful blue eyes a tiger with blue eyes thank god you said eyes I panicking then I'd, ne <laughs> I'd never seen anything like him I fell instantly in love and uh, had to take her bought her out of the bar five days on the trot mesmerized by these gorgeous blue eyes and took her out for meals and everything yeah and eventually I got her back to my apartment and we were going to have a shower and uh, she took out a pair of blue contact lenses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fell in love with two bits of plastic and it was too late, you know? <laughs> anyway, that was, uh, that brief affair lasted uh, 10 years. Yeah. So in that time... 10 years, wow. Yes. Uh, it didn't end terribly well, but um, yeah, I suppose it was good why it lasted in many ways. I then, she, she had an ambition to, uh, to own her own bar. She's a clever girl, got a university degree. Yeah. And um, she'd been a teacher, but she'd been reduced to working mm -hmm. in the bar because her husband had been a typical jungle time. I mean, knocked her around a little bit. And yeah, yeah. The, the usual tale, yeah. I'm sure you've heard it a thousand times. 
So we bought it by somewhere on Cybercar. I knew it wouldn't work. There's no way it was going to work. We should be quite adamant. It cost peanuts anyway. And after a couple of months, I realised I'm flogging a dead horse there. So I bought Dragon Ball on yeah. Cybercar, which is now opposite Treetown. That's right. Well, that's the bar you're most well known for at the moment, isn't it? Well, we built it up from there. And yeah. during that period, we, we rented a bar down, down here, S1. Yeah. Um, so Chaipun wasn't so popular then, so it wasn't a, a money-making machine. And we bought a little bar also down, made in Thailand. Mm -hmm. And I bought the one next door, knocked the wall out, and made it one big beautiful bar. And it, yeah. it was going really well, so that was Dragon 2. So we got the two bars, and then of course, Covid struck. So for 18 months, we had to pay rent, uh, reduce rent, and then one day we got notice, we got five days to get out before the bulldozers came in. Do you know what, when that happened, I have to say that was incredible because I remember the rumour mill was going around saying, so made in Thailand that they're evicting him, and we were like, what? Yeah. And then suddenly, like you said, literally they bulldozed it. Five days, <clears throat> I think there's about 70 miles, so yeah. we weren't on our, our own. And is it rats again you were going to buy? Pretty much. <laughs> And about the same time, the relationship broke down with the, with, with the girl and uh, she got Dragon Ball. So I lost three bars in the space of about 20 minutes. Bloody hell. So I walked away from it with a pair of ladies' carpet slippers and my fishing tackle. But you went and had a beard, didn't you, after that day? I couldn't afford a beard. <laughs> so I, I was now left with uh, the money that I had in... Um, in the visa account, you know how yeah. you have to keep it. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. So I took the plunge, threw that out, and bought Jenny's bar. Yeah. Um, oh, that's. I met. I forgot to mention. I met my my new girl. Yeah. Around about the same time. Yeah. And she virtually runs the bar, and basically, this is where I am now. We opened up at Christmas, and it's doing quite well. But I'm using a different philosophy with this bar. It's opposite me here now, I'm sorry Chapin, you have some wonderful bars, yeah. uh, blue bar, orange bar just being done up, blue bar, yeah. Andy's bar, Inferno, Inferno yeah, Stumble, Stumble, you get all the nightclubs, so you've got a, a plethora of, of females, yeah. Yeah. it's just, it's a bottleneck to go take some teeth everywhere you look, and uh, I thought I'm going to try a different market, and uh, I thought instead of all these tits and teeth, I'll employ a few old backlaxes. <laughs> and uh, that's my way of describing your style. So I tried to make it sort of, should I say, uh, almost family friendly. If you go take your missus out, she won't really be very happy over there with 15 young sets of tits and teeth molesting yeah, you in front yeah, of her. Yeah. So in here, she won't mind if some old backlax comes up and and you buy your drink, you see. Okay. I, I suppose it was, you know, I wrote the book um, from about Dragon Ball, Tips and Teeth. If I were to write one from here, it would be something like, I don't know, Stretch Marks and Dentures or something like that, you know. Well, let's talk about your books because you are an established author. I mean, uh, I showed it in part one and uh, these are just a selection. So you can see here, look, there's a lot of books here and uh, we're going to talk about a couple in particular, but uh, you got like the final solution beyond 1984, a bride for Allah, uh, the Liga syndrome, the smiling pill. That's an interesting name. The smiling pill, uh, the wrong package, 
Uh, we got the the lost uh, the lost scriptures, and uh, in the name of the prophet. Now these are just some of your books. So, what was the first book you ever wrote? Um, I think pretty much the lost scriptures, the lost scriptures. And, and all Malik. Okay. Uh, this is very much um, rather anti-Islamic. Okay. If I went back to England, I'd probably be shot before I got out of the airport. Okay. I mean, when you when you write a book, I mean, from people like outside watching in and, and looking at myself included I mean what's the process in writing a book how do you go from like what's in your mind to putting it into like a book like so I mean how do you do that I do it um, one chapter at a time I've absolutely no idea where the book is going oh okay so you don't <coughs> well, actually structure it and plan it no, out no most people do I don't and they, they sort of evolves as I'm typing they, the slowest process is the typing because I, I can't type Right. I've become reasonably proficient with two fingers. But yeah. That's about okay. It, you know. Well, this book I do want to talk about. So, if you see this book here, guys, have a look at that. Is that one of your staff? Uh, that's the missus. The ex- oh, you can't be saying the ex- that. The ex-missus in case she's watching. You can't be saying that, eh? But no. uh, I mean, what what's the fishing and testicles all about? Without obviously stating the obvious. Again, it, it's, it's semi-autobiographical. It's a, a series of tales of the things that have happened to me throughout my life in fishing. Uh, they're all pretty much humorous. There's nothing serious about them at all. The other novels are actually serious novels. What's that about? Chapter 12, I've just been flicking through, right? It's completely un, un, uh, un, uh, predetermined, premeditated. Chapter 25, Baldy Men. Do you know how much grief I get about my hair? Well, Baldy man, I, I was fishing a place called Nether Hayford one day. And That's in uh, Warminster. <coughs> uh, in uh, Wiltshire, sorry, near Avery. No, nope, it's in Northamptonshire. Nether Haven? Nether Hayford. Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon, <coughs> sorry. Yeah, go on. And this boat came by and he, uh, the little kid on the boat said, Grandad, slow down, there's a fisherman. He said, oh, slow the fisherman. And he revved up. And I gave him a mouthful of abuse. And he reversed it. And he kept revving up again, and I was plying him with pouchfuls of maggots. <laughs> and uh, he was laughing, and he was spoiled the day's fishing, and he set off, and I decided I wanted to kill him. So I packed up all my tackle, threw it in the car, and went up to Nether Hayford Bridge. And uh, as I parked up now, still fuming, this young girl comes by on this beautiful big horse, and it lifts its tail up, and I just dumped right by a car. And I suddenly got this idea, so I got my fishing ball, ground bait ball, and I got a stick, I scooped up all this horse in the urine and bits of dog shit that was around and got some water, made a nice mix, tipped in a load of maggots and I waited on the bridge for the boat to come by. Oh no. And just as he got by the bridge, I shouted, Hello, remember me? And he looked up with his mouth on and I tipped the whole lot on top no. of him. Yeah. There's a bit more to the story, you know, yeah. So the moral of the story is don't upset a guy that's fishing. Pretty much, yeah. But as the boat went the other side of the bridge, I got a pack of gra- a big bag of ground bay, which was, um, you know, breadcrumbs. And it, it's now called from head to toe in the cushion. <laughs> and I tipped it on top of him. And it looked like a home pride flower grader, mate. Oh, man. Oh, man. So your book here, Fishing <coughs> and Tesco, obviously, I mean, you say it's a bit of an autobiography kind of way. And it's, it's contained. I mean, what made you start writing? I mean, you know, you hear in what is like the, the capital of the entertainment world and you're sitting there scribing out a book. I mean, what was the logic behind that? Why'd you do it? Well, you've got a 24 hours a day to fill. Mm. And uh, you, you work in the bar, say, from seven or eight o'clock through to whenever, sometimes till the sun comes up, but not at the moment. 
But you have a long spell during the daytime, and um, I packed in golf, and I got attacked by a swarm of those giant um, African hornets. Oh, God, yeah. And I, I got stung about 30 times on my head, all over my oh. body, right in the nether regions, and oh. I passed out on the course. And I uh, decided this golf game wasn't for me, you know. Can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a lot of spare time. So I moved on, started writing, and uh, fishing and testicles. Was um, pretty much a lot of stories I did on my Facebook posting. Okay, right, yeah. So I amalgamated uh, some of the funny ones, some of the funny stories. Yeah. And then from there onwards, um, I decided to do a book about my life here. Yeah which then became Tits and Teeth in Thailand. Okay. And there was a series of um, all the funny things that had happened to me, uh, tales from the girls, tales from other bar owners, yeah. tales from customers. Yeah. I pulled them all together. Now, I'll give you an example. Um, Keep it clean. It's always clean, you know <laughs> that. <coughs> you know Jimmy, at, um, Jimmy and Adam from um, Honey Corner Bar? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jimmy Mike Jimbo told me this story this one day. He's picked this lovely girl up, drunk as a rat. He's gone back to her place and uh, stripped off while she's gone in the shower. He's lying on bed, on bed, and he's either passed out in a coma or he's gone, okay, yeah, he's gone yeah, to sleep. Yeah, drunk and sleep. <clears throat> anyway, the next morning he's woke up and his eyes are still closed and he's... <clears throat> There's a bit of activity round about his, yeah, nether, his okay. nether regions. Yeah. And he's thinking, by gum, pick the right girl here, you know? And uh, <clears throat> this carried on for a few minutes. He's still got his eyes closed in seventh heaven. <laughs> then all of a sudden he hears a voice. Hello. And the voice says, I've made you a cup of tea, Jimmy. And he's uh, wee Scottish brain suddenly thinks, hang on. I can she be stood by the bed with a cup of tea? and be going on the bed messing around with with my wee Scottish manhood, so to speak. So he sat up, rubbed his eyes, and there was the girl's pet Labrador puppy sat between his legs with a tongue like a giraffe. (laughs) (laughs) And he couldn't make a story like that up. He couldn't make that up, yeah. And uh, the are true stories you only have to go to uh, to Jimmy and uh, and ask him about it. You embellished a little bit, of course, and uh, was, um, paid the girl, and on his way out, he popped his head around the door and said, uh, how much you want for the dog? <laughs> but <clears throat> that's a bit I added, yeah, not Jimmy. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got Adam there. You know, Adam, big, big yeah, yeah, yeah. He had quite a bit of a problem with his uh, girl he brought up with him from Phuket. She's a lovely girl, but when she had a drink or two, she's a bit wild, and um, that's to say the least. And she got wind of him possibly, allegedly, messing around with some other girls, you know, so she took a glass ashtray and decided to split his head into two pieces. But he went up to hospital, <coughs> covered in blood, and he sewed his head back together. And then a few days, well, a couple of weeks later, again, she'd heard that he was allegedly messing around again. But this time she was a little bit more cool. And he, he went to bed and suddenly woke up from like a nightmare in pain. And she got all of his wee girls in my nut in one hand, she got a carving knife in the other, and she was cut, cutting it off. Oh my good lord. Yeah. And they tilts like that. You know, like, 
He was back up the hospital again, and uh, <laughs> I should imagine he was. He had nine stitches in. Uh, nine. I had to say one for every half inch. I don't back. I couldn't resist that. You know. Nine stitches. Oh yeah. God, if, he, if he hadn't to walk on when he did, he, 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 he would have been the next Mr. Bobbitt. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's the thing, isn't it? It's like people don't <coughs> actually generally think that these things happen, and they do. Oh, gosh, you, yeah, know, you only really, have to go really there. Do. Yeah, they do happen. I mean, you know, yeah. never ever you know, think that when you hear these kind of stories that they're not actually real, because, you know, a, a Thai lady that's got a bit of a bee in a bonnet is uh, not a Thai lady to be messed with. Well, apparently Bangkok's got the highest rate of reattachment of any <laughs> city in the world. Oh, gosh, yeah. My lord. Thai ladies get very peevish over, over things like yeah. that. You know. So You remember Mr. Bobby? Oh, yeah? I do indeed, yeah. She tossed out the car window, didn't she? Yeah, but did you also know that when they were going down the freeway when she tossed it out, Paddy and Murphy were coming in the opposite direction. And of course, Go it's gone splat on the windscreen. Paddy says, Murph, did you see that? Murph said, what was that? He said, did you see the size of the prick on that mosquito I just did? <laughs> Sorry, how am I allowed to say that? I think you should stick to your books. I think I should do, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're nearing the end now, but what I do want to ask you before we wrap up, it's been brilliant talking to you, it's been fantastic. And, you know, guys, listen, come down and, and speak to me because he is a, a world of knowledge. He, he's got so many experiences he can share with you. In terms of, like, coming out here and coming to, to Patea around Thailand, I mean, what, what would be your go-to place? If I said to you, you can go to one place now in Thailand, not necessarily here, but you can go to one place now and, and chill out or relax or do something, where would that be and why would you go? What, what would be on your to-do list and say, I've got to go there? Well, I've travelled around. Um, Udon Thani was nice. Yeah. Chiang Mai was nice. I've been up in the um, Golden Triangle. Okay, nice. Looked across the Mekong at Laos and Burma. But there's nothing in the world like Patia. Mm. Honestly, there is nothing. If you want to drive around and look at temples and see Buddhas, you've seen one, you've seen most of them really. Uh, they are pretty much of a much and same, but you know, some of the architecture is nice, but yeah. um, I prefer Mother Nature's architecture, you know. Yeah, well talking about Mother Nature's architecture, how's your ladyboy radar? Um, <coughs> I got him now, look, eh? <laughs> I, I had a terrible experience when I was in the army. Oh no! In the Singapore, I'd only been out two, Keep three it days. <laughs> and the, the lads uh, took me out to um, to Jungle Warfare Wing up in Malaysia, and they took, to, took me to a place called the Hawaiian Bar. And uh, I knew nothing about it, I knew nothing about ladyboys or anything like that. Yeah. Because I'm from Lancashire. <laughs> Bargum. Ah, Bargum. Yeah, but you see, there are no puffs in Lancashire. <laughs> puffs? You can't call them a puff. Well, what are they? <laughs> I mean, it's a southern I'm sorry. thing. I'm sorry about this. Right, go on. So anyway, you're over there. Go yeah, on. but it's a southern thing. Puffery doesn't happen in Lancashire. It's, it's London. Is where that because you're a real man up to north? That's where they invented it down in London. Right. It's just <laughs> nothing to do in Lancashire. Anyway, All right. I knew nothing about puffery or anything like that. And uh, I was in this bar. And they, they got uh, a series of lights on the wall with 12 numbers. And they showed the lads. I was with three lads. shouted out number six. And... This beautiful Malaysian girl came out, number six, and disappeared somewhere under the table. And like the other three lads had all called the number, they said, oh, you want number 13? <laughs> I said, okay, number 13. And how comes this film star? And her name was Norma. I'll never forget, Norma. Norma or Norman? Norma, but in actual fact, it was bloody Norman. <laughs> That's the trouble. And then... It wasn't grabbing the wrong parts at the wrong time that upset me. 
It was the fact that she'd been ticking, tickling my epiglottis with her tongue for two hours and I'd spent two hours kissing a man. So <laughs> I've always had this terrible aversion to lady boys, you know. So if I want to snog you, you just turn me down. <laughs> what, what, kind of money, what kind of money we're talking? <laughs> Not I mean, that much. Not that much. You kind of get used to a different life, you know. Um. If, um, I don't know, if Darwin had visited Hatcher instead of the Galapagos, his book, The Origins of Species, would have taken a whole different slap, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, it's the one thing people often ask me though, is how'd you tell, how'd you tell, how'd you tell? And I'm like, guys, you'll, you'll find out one way or another, don't worry. Well, you watch Crocodile Dundee oh, too, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, have a quick grab. My friend, this has been fantastic. Before we finish off, um, I do want to ask one serious question though, is, is you do have a lot of books uh, which, you, which you are the author of. Uh -huh. If people want to get hold of you to, to look at the books and to purchase, where can they get them from? You get them all from Amazon. Amazon, okay. Yes, yeah, so you go on, uh, go on my name, Amazon Books and go on to my name. Okay. Uh, the only problem when you're living in Thailand is the, the postage cost as much as the actual yeah. books themselves, you yeah. know. So, I am thinking of setting up a sort of a library here. Okay, cool. Um, once I've got enough money, yeah, I've got to earn some money first. I've got to open up the airport. <laughs> Otherwise, none of us are going to earn any oh, money. Oh, tell me know? about it. Tell me about it. Well, listen, guys, if you do want to come in, you know, this is one of the books. He's got a lot, 11 books. They, they are really good. Have a Come and have a chat with Billy. And uh, I'm sure he'll expand on the last uh, Puffs story that we've just been speaking about. I'll let you expand that yeah. over a beer with a friend away from this camera. Yeah, but we don't do puffery in Lancashire. We don't, it's, it's, it's a southern thing. You're safe, you're right, don't worry, you're okay. safe. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, listen, my friend, thank you so much. It's been an absolute okay. pleasure. Thank you you're so welcome. much. Guys, if you didn't see part one, have a look at part one. There is a link in the description below. Uh, we're down here in Soy Chaipoon, Soy Pothole and uh, you can probably maybe hear the drilling going on about there's loads of activity going on here and it really is like an up-and-coming area come and say hello to billy you know he's here in jenny's bar uh, come up come and say hello have a beer and enjoy uh, the company of this very very funny and very knowledgeable man here in Pattaya. all right that's it from us thank you very much for watching please as always guys remember hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when i bring out a new video uh, check out discord i'm going to get billy on discord he can share some of his books and stories have a look on discord uh, it's completely free, there's lots of photos, videos, information, all about the soys, the bars, the whole lot. Have a look on there, there's over 11,300 members, so check that out. And if you'd like to support the channel, there is a link in the description below, and uh, your support is much appreciated. Alright guys, that's it for me, that's it for Billy, thank you very much for watching. And please, as always, wherever you are in the world, stay safe.